0: Wait, sorry. Oh, my fog. Okay, just one's from the top. We're not famous yet, but if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina, two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina, together we'll tell you the best of... The things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Hi. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And we're underrated. Holy shit, that's not really good. Um, Some material in this podcast may include blunt observations, cosmic energy, and sparkling dialogue from two of the most underrated gals on the scene. That is us. That's That's us. Now, in case you can tell, yeah, I have a BFA in musical theater. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have I been in a musical since I graduated? Absolutely not. Not not one. But you know what? Every single day. I, I thank God for that degree. And well, the rest of to be, of work, to be fair, for yes. eight months of, I would say, a year and a half of your post grad life, uh, musicals haven't been allowed actually by government. So that's really fair. That's really fair. Also, making amazing of- points. I don't know why, you know, actually I'm going to pretend like I didn't think of this my four years of college, but absolutely I thought of this, but I can't dance to save my life. And that's like not dragging myself. That's knowing your strengths. You guys, that's knowing Mm -hmm. your strengths. I can go into a singer's call any day. I have a laugh and a half. If I have to read a side somewhere, absolutely. Let's do this. But to go into a dance call, which is what many, nearly most, I would say open calls start off as that's, that's not my strong suit at all. So that's just that's not something that I'm ever. I really feel the need to go do, and that sometimes is like, girly, what were you doing? Deal breaker just, vibes. Yeah. Did you do your degree just so you could get voice lessons? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I, smart I, absolutely. though. Absolutely. That's smart though. That's being a businesswoman. Um, um, it's yeah. very ironic. I'm reverse. Love, love, love to dance. Love to dance. And you're great at it. Love to. Thank you. Thank you. Um I mean, and I love to act, singing. Oi. Oh, I hate it. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. Um, never been good at it. Um, although today in the car, I was singing. (laughs) this is no one better hold me to this. If someone holds me to this, I'll kill you on the spot. Um, but I was singing before he cheats by Carrie Underwood. Of course, of course, by Carrie Underwood and i was like right now and like you know when you're alone singing and you're like wait mm-hmm. do i sound like maybe amazing i felt like that today <laughs> and like when i would when i would sing more often i was like oh i'm like soprano mezzo soprano and i'm like what if i had it all wrong and i have this gorgeous lower register that i never ever explored that's what that's what singing in the car today made me think i'm like maybe i'd actually be an amazing country singer absolutely I think that 100% yeah, I, used to I would try... never close the door on on being an amazing country singer I think there's still time for me I think for everyone I think for everyone I think if one day you decide I my goal is to get to the CMAs one day and you put your mind to it you can that's yeah, something I but then about. they find my tweets they cancel me oh my god yeah I just actually made a post about a. I like dropped my phone after making it and like literally started doing this podcast so we'll see what the turnout is after <laughs> I made a TikTok about agreeing with Ben Shapiro for once in my life. Oh, no. About his tweet. And it's literally about me denying it years later when it comes up. Um, But to, to agree with that man about something he said, I was like, my stomach's in knots. But I I can't deny that yeah thank you for thinking this through Ben Shapiro a broken clock is right twice a day and that's what I'll say about Ben Shapiro <laughs> and he he knows he knows me from Twitter he knows he could he could message me privately if he has a problem with what I just said um, but actually I do take back the idea that country fans would cancel me if they found out I was a liberal because country music does not belong to a political party um, it doesn't is really Riva- and Casey Musgraves. I Uma don't know, is that her last name right, but know. she's she's Lib. She's That's Lib. That's awesome. What about Reba? <laughs> I don't know about Reba. <laughs> I want to know if she voted for Trump because I, I wanna say I love that girl, but that would really suck. Did I ever tell you about when I um I made Looking a fake up. Tinder in Reba's name? And <laughs> in high school, I made a Tinder um with the name Reba. And I made all of the, and I made the age, like, 56. Jeez, and um, and I made all the pictures, like, pictures of Reba, but, like, not obviously professional photos. Like, I tried to find, like, um, like kind of low-quality pictures of Reba, like, from a phone or something. And, That's what what do. I, and what I learned is there's a lot of people who don't know about Reba, and also a lot of freaks in my area because they were like swiping on her and I was like God, like 20 year old guys were like I would be open to it and I was like actually cool to be open-minded but how do you not know who Reba is you never watch tv she is beautiful I'm reading on her right now that um she's a single mom who works too hard Ooh, and never stop kidding that's not what it says um it says she has voiced strong support for lgbtq rights yes and, wait this is the funniest sentence I've ever read uh, for LGBTQ rights, on at least one occasion. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, you know I'm gonna. Uh, Reba is socially liberal but fiscally moderate. We know what she's that she's not means. Trump supporter. Okay. okay. that's That's all, I had, to read. That's all okay. I had to read. Okay. Thanks Reba. Thanks Rebs. Um, Thanks, you ever see the tweet? I retweet it like once every three months because I see it and it makes me laugh so hard that I re retweet it so it comes back up on everyone's feed. But it's like oh. imagine auditioning for Reba and Reba McIntyre walks in. Those girls must have packed up <laughs> then and there. <laughs> I've never seen that tweet. That's very funny. It makes me piss. It's so funny. Oh. the last we have. have. The last we have. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What are you being hypochondriac about? Oh, um. This morning I woke up. I rubbed my eye mm-hmm. really hard, and then of course it looked a little red. And I was like, "Fucking pink eye." Of course, comes when you least <laughs> totally expect that. it. I so yeah like pink eye has proven to be something I get really nervous about always and then when I found out it was a symptom of COVID I was like oh god this is now every day I'm gonna think I have pink eye um but I I love it because it's something where I'm like oh this is the start of pink eye and then if I don't have full-blown pink eye by the end of the day it's like okay obviously that wasn't that whereas like other things you're like I don't know I still think like I kind of have the sniffles I feel weird whereas like you know if you have pink eye there's no you know you wake There's up, no you can't denying. open that eye. You can't open. It's gunk city. It's gunk city. Gunk <laughs> City population. Me. Uh I'm just kidding, guys. I don't have pink eye today. She doesn't. Someone Tomorrow, recently was telling me my fake um, change. <laughs> a coworker of mine was telling me that her cat has pink eye. And I was like, oh my God, like that sucks. I really I haven't heard of that for a cat. I believe you, but I haven't heard of it. And she showed me a picture and I was like, That poor sweet angel. It's eye was just I was just closed. It like, must oh be so my confused. God. Yeah, and then all my coworkers started talking about the times that they had pink eye, and I was like, you know what, guys, we don't have to do this. Yeah, it's okay. We don't don't have to. We all know what's up. Um, Why are you being hypochondriac? Um, I this is something that I feel often, and sometimes I just forget about it, which is how I know that it's not serious. But you ever get that feeling where you swallow and it's like something is stuck in the back of my throat, maybe even my tonsil? And Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before. Tonsil stones do occur that can be a thing but it's not tonsil stone it's just like i look there's nothing there it's just like something it just feels like there's something stuck in the back of my throat and automatically i'm like what is it is it a lump what what's going on like no oh of course i freak out but then when i don't think about it i don't feel it but you know when you swallow you just swallow literally every two seconds to see if it's still there story of my story of my life Uh, have you had popcorn recently could be colonel oh my god tina shut up Tina and I were socially distant on a green today, which is short for grass. Um, We were socially distant. I was eating popcorn during that. Oh, shit. I I thought you were dragging me. I was like, I I promise. I wasn't even trying to be like, oh, well, was it popcorn? Like, I literally was like, most times when I freak out about something at the back of my throat, it's a movie theater popcorn. That's so funny. That could be it. I think, yeah. um, Is the sensation new to today? No, I have it oftentimes, but it was like in the car. After, post-popcorn, I was like, something's going on here. This is not good. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, popcorn's so good, but, like, kind of, like, at what cost? Yeah. You ever have Starbucks popcorn, though? No. It's Tina, girly. It's different. Uh, It's better than movie theater popcorn when I get to do the butter myself. And they (laughs) let me press the buttons myself because that popcorn's really, really good. That popcorn's really, really good. And what's crazy is if somebody gave me a tub of starbucks popcorn at a movie i may enjoy it more it's the (gasps) i swear it's the perfect amount of butter perfect amount of salt which is far too much absolutely but it's so so good that's yummy okay i'll have to try (laughs) one of my friends in high school would always ask if anyone wanted to go to the movie theater with her just to get popcorn and then walk out she was like i just really want the movie theater popcorn like we could get it and then just like walk around the mall and I don't know why I never did it with her. Because that kind of sounds like heaven on earth. That does sound like heaven on earth. Um, can I be candid with you about something? Yeah. yeah and yeah, all the yeah. listeners. Yeah. Guys, uh, we're, we're – or how many? It's probably our eighth episode. We're eight episodes in. Me, oh. I'm unprofessional. I'm home today. Uh, home in medical How is that unprofessional? No, not that. Not oh. that. Oh. I didn't bring my headphones. I didn't bring my headphones. Tina knows that. So, obviously, I'm going to – if you guys hear any dishes going on, that – is um, my dad currently in the kitchen? Because yes, men can work in the kitchen too. Okay, don't yeah. let anyone My dad is a famous head. chef. Shout That's out Johnny V. It. I didn't know your dad was a chef. What the fuck? I tell everyone that. I To be honest, I didn't know, but that explains why the, the one dinner I had at your house was out of this world. Oh my God, yeah, my dad, famous chef. He's an incredible, incredible cook. I can't wait to be back home. And have his food because he's amazing chef. Went to Culinary Institute of America. Um, he can cut things so fast you would, you wouldn't fucking believe. That, are we even friends? I didn't even know. That's crazy. I, believe- I tell my I tell people I'm not close with all about that. So I can't believe that never came up. But you know what? If you listen to this podcast, you know our chats go. <laughs> um, you guys can't see me, but I'm like doing a circle dance because because yeah. we for- just talk talk talk. So that's so funny that it didn't come up, but I'm also not surprised. But yeah, he is an amazing, Chef. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out. Why are you feeling um, underrated? I'm feeling underrated, and it is actually in my bloodline why I'm feeling underrated today. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's an issue of my, of my kin because I, me and my sister are both underrated by our town's Facebook page, because she put up a little controversial status and it wasn't even controversial. She was just like, hey guys, it is against the law to um, walk in the polling place with a shirt that says women for Trump hat that says women for Trump and Blair country music. Uh, That's not allowed. And (laughs) Within two hours, it had 278 comments, fights on fights on fights. Everyone, Gen Z came out like people we went to high school with, like, w- were commenting. They were like, "No, stop bothering her." Other people were like, "Oh, uh, you just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's against the law." And she's like, "You're right. It's against the law because it's against, against the law. law." Like, shut up. And it was so crazy. And um, we were, me and my sister, were texting. We were having so much fun. It was like a really amazing creative outlet for me. Um, kept do- doling out sick burns, and then. <laughs> The freaking moderator of the Facebook page deleted the whole status like it never happened. That's classic. And, I'm, and we were like, what? We were having so much fun. And they leave so much other toxicity up on that page where I was like, why my, sis- why my sister? Why my yeah. sister's status? Um, Especially because Mary's sweet angel. She's sweet, informed angel. Sweet She's literally going to school for a lawyer. Lawyer queen, lawyer girlina. So I don't know why they did that to her. Um, and also me because I was having fun arguing with people in the comments, but yeah. yeah, underrated by the town Facebook page. And if you guys are hearing this, please don't remove me, please, please. She doesn't want to be removed. They already. This is my second time being silenced by the town Facebook page. The first time was I made a status and I was like, Hey, does anyone know why my elementary school principal got arrested? Um, cause she literally got arrested, escorted out of the school and everyone was like, don't bring up old business. And I was like, what? Why are you guys covering for her? And I like kept commenting, and then the the post got removed again. But then someone texted me privately and said that she embezzled money. Oh my god! <laughs> she faked she faked test scores to embezzle money. Iconic. That is iconic. Iconic town scandal. Why are you underrated? Um, this Halloween weekend, I felt underrated by the full moon. What? Yeah. I was not the moon, Kaylee. This is I don't know about this. I felt thrilled when I heard a full moon was coming. I said, on Halloween of all days, (laughs) how fun, how beautiful. And as we know, the full moon can bring things we're not expecting. Yeah. Our day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the day of the full moon, um, someone right in front of my job (laughs) did get uh, hit by a car. (gasps) <gasps> oh shit! I feel bad for laughing. I, that's yeah. not funny. Hit that's by funny. a car. Like saw them. Luckily, they were like moving, but could not get up. Definitely bleeding. Oh, saw my that. That's God. I was like, okay, what's going on? Come inside to my job. I work in a restaurant. Um, twenty minutes later, someone's thrown up all mm. over the restaurant. Oh. Thrown up, and then for and then why? Like, oh, like alcohol, or I think so. Yeah, bottomless brunch. Bottomless brunch. Um. So that was a lot to see. It was literally like too much all over the place. Not good. Um, and then that night when I think this full moon can't do me any dirtier, I get my first ever nosebleed. That's your first ever nosebleed? It was my first ever nosebleed. And <gasps> what? I'm, as you can imagine, I freaked out. <laughs> oh my God. You never got nosebleed? Not that I recall unless I was a little kid and got one, but not nosebleeds nice. are like a huge uh, part of my story. I'm always getting nosebleeds. Same with my boyfriend Will. He's always is that okay? A nosebleed. Yeah, totally. It is okay. That's well, that's good to know. I called my brother. I said, "Have you ever gotten a nosebleed?" And he said, "No." And what? I was like, "I was like, I have one right now. It was and it wasn't even gushing by any means, but I was like, my nose is bleeding. Um, this is very strange. Um, but yeah. So I just felt like maybe that was the moon's plan for me, but it it wasn't the plan I. I guess had hoped for interesting. Interesting. All of the the astrologers I follow were like this. Full moon is turbulent. It's gonna bring up some shit, and that's why I heard I heard a lot of people had like emotional breakdowns on Halloween um, and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm sorry, girlie. That that's tough. What do you do? What do you do when you see someone get hit by a car? You're like, me. I had to take a good fifteen minute break and like eat my lunch and try not to you know me have a panic attack because I was like that was a really crazy thing to and not that I saw it happen I saw everybody like stand up that was eating outside and they were like "Ooh!" and I was like what's going on and I went outside and I kind of just saw him on the ground and I was like I wish I didn't come outside um but yeah um but you know what um well, the moon did that man dirtier and I hope that he's okay actually that's a really good point to bring up that in this situation that guy fares the worst yeah And I, Um, you know what, I'm thinking of him. I'm sending him all good energy. Me too. Me too. From the pod to him, wishing you the best. Wishing you the best. Um, Should we do topic? We would love to do topic. I'm so freaking excited about this topic. (laughs) So Tina, Tina came up with this topic, and it's she had me in stitches when she's describing it to me. She sent me the description of what this topic would be in an audio message, and. it was, it made me laugh out loud. And I'm, I honestly, I'm more excited for what she's going to say on today's episode. Cause I feel like, like she was coming up with them so quickly, just in audio message. that I was like, okay, this is going to be good. So. Yeah. To describe the topic. I'm just going to say basically what I said in my audio message to you, which was, I just really want to do an episode celebrating the minor roles in musicals, movies, TV shows that it's like they didn't have to go that hard, but they do. Mm. And they're they're iconic in their own way. And it's kind of those roles where it's like, oh, they could have totally given like maybe 60% and no one would have talked shit about them afterwards. No one mm-hmm. would have been like, oh, they really, whatever. But for whatever reason, they chose to go to percent And as a result, are very memorable. Um, so I just really, really wanted to talk about those roles today. Um, first one I'll say. Please do start it off is um and uh, and something else i want to say is that this topic is near and dear to me and kaylee because i feel like we are oftentimes this person that has maybe (laughs) like a little tiny role but we're like we're gonna try it try our damnedest and people will be like weirdly you gave 200 you didn't have to and i'm like i know know." absolutely because i love to i love to have fun so why wouldn't i um so the first role i'll say and this is uh, this idea is kind of plagiarized by our friend ryan over, I don't know when, but we were all talking about who would be who in a, in a cast of Les Miss Robles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked at me and he said, you know who you would be? The factory worker that goes, at the end of the day, she'll be nothing but trouble. And like the main <laughs> factory girl who sluts names Fontaine. And I was like, that I would be. That's exactly the type of role I would get in a musical where it's like, yeah, she just really went hard as a motherfucker for that verse and good good for I say verse like it's a rap. I don't know <laughs> part um so the first first goes to that factory girl from Les Mis because it's important that she's very mean because you need to very much sympathize with Fontaine at that part absolutely I remember I had to in um when I did musical theater workshop a class for music theater majors mm-hmm. um we had to do scenes into songs and um it was based off of roles that we could play and we were like assigned these roles by our teacher and I was given Fontaine. um and I did that scene um mm-hmm. into I dreamed a dream and I had um shout out to uh Joel shooty actually did that part and you know what she, she killed, killed it, it. She, she killed, killed it. it I love to hear that that is so much fun oh my god okay uh so i guess we'll do one for one so so lay them lay on me girly um okay as we've we've all seen the the compilation videos of um like it went in little women where it's like christopher columbus they'll like say the lines and how everyone did them and stuff but obviously yes. joe march is like the lead but not making that line any less iconic of course, of course. but um When I was in Legally Blonde in high school, I know what line you're all thinking I'm going to say is iconic because it is the most iconic, which is, Courtney, take your break. Right. Take your break. Right. And that there's a compilation of that's hilarious. Everyone doing different ones of those. When I was a freshman in high school, my school did Legally Blonde. And um, I was in the ensemble, but... um, you may also know me as a department store clerk number two. And so I got to say, subtext by Calvin Klein. And Shut up, Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, that was I cool. When you said, it's the most iconic line, no, not the one you were thinking of, I knew you were going to say subtext by Calvin Klein. Thank I you so much. knew it. I knew it. And you're right. And you're right. And I bet you delivered that so funny. And afterwards, people were like, that was so funny, Kaylee. Thank you so. I was freshman, so I'm just trying to prove myself with this line of I've course. been given. Yeah. And um, uh, our sweet friend Jillian Callowett was actually L Woods at the time, and um, this other kid that I went to school with was playing who was playing Emmett. Obviously, I'm saying it to them during this scene, and um, my director was like, "Yeah," and you're like gonna like spray the perfume or like whatever, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, I guess everyone was in agreement that when he said you're going to spray the perfume, he meant fake it. But when you say spray the perfume, what I think you're, to myself you're is real. you're going to spray the perfume. And so I spray it after I say my line. And the kid who's playing Emmett starts coughing, coughing. coughing. He's like, okay, um, don't really spray it. Like, got a little upset. And I was like, okay, <sighs> really, like I'm sorry. Okay, drama. Okay, okay drama. My Pack it up. He's not he didn't make the list for real. I wanted so badly to, um, what is it? Be Paulette. You would have been comedy. Thank you so much. Um, but I didn't get that and that's okay. That happens. But I remember my director, um, transitioning from, Oh my God, you guys, you know how there's the transition into the store, of course. Right. 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 Um, so, when they're leaving the Delta New house and going into the store, they needed like a way to they needed something so they could like move the set off and have some time. So my director was like, "Kaylee, make you an honorary Delta New girl for this <gasps> one scene, cute." And every all the Delta News are going off stage, and you're gonna be on a cell phone, um, obviously pretending, because right, right, acting. That's what we do. Um, and I said, "L's gonna what? Warner's gonna what?" engaged oh my god and then i ran off stage that is comedy if we're talking about legally blonde Please. on this list i do have margo in legally blonde a role so near and dear to my heart i played it at age 14 freshman Tina, in high school. i didn't know that about you that's it that's was perfect I, I love that role and some people look at me and they think because i have brown hair oh it was, we got a serena on our hands no no, no. No, because Margot is comedy. She opens up the show. She does, and this is this is. I'm gonna bring up to all my non singers out there, all my talkers. Margot's a good role for you, because <laughs> I booked it. Because in my audition, I knew I couldn't hit the note, so I just cried through the whole thing. Where she's like, no. I'm like, I'm like gonna cry. I got tears coming out of my nose. Like I just like cried the whole thing, and it fucking worked. Yeah. I I finessed my way in there. That's um, so good. Never hit that note, though. That's okay. Um, because she gets that opening up the show. She gets, ah, Jamaican me crazy. Mm-hmm. And she gets to be the one with the dog for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Margot is an amazing role to have. And it's a role where if you don't, if you're not great, people won't say anything. They won't be, like, mean towards you. But if you hit it out of the park, people are going to talk about it. Absolutely. I feel the same way about um the part of, I guess we're only talking about legally blonde. Um yeah, what was the legally blonde? What's podcast. Been, I think it's um Enid Hoops. Yes, That's Enid Hoops podcast. is also a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally blonde absolutely crushes it. Crushes it with the the minor roles that can make out for a huge, huge success. For sure, for sure. Do you want to go again or you want me to go? That's um, up to you, girl you go ahead okay um okay i don't know if it's just because i watched it last night but easy a is a phenomenal ensemble comedy like truly so many stars so i have to give out a big shout out to stanley tucci and patricia Car- clarkson who played emma stone's parents in that movie just exquisite Ex- exquisite just so good they're both so good and stanley tucci truly in anything he's incredible he's um and that's fantastic. not a controversial that's not controversial to say um but then also the principal malcolm mcdowell who's like if i keep the girls off the pool and the boys off the foot like randomly a really powerful scene and we never see him again um and that's a great scene and then and this is why technology is crazy because last night i was watching eza and i saw the girl who they have play young emma stone who I looked up her name and it's Juliet Goglia. And knowing we were gonna do this episode, I was like, I gotta bring her up because she talks exactly like Emma Stone. Like it was just really good casting. She did a really, really good, good job. She's just in that one scene. And then I go on TikTok and I see she made a TikTok. And I commented, I was like, oh my God, I just watched EZA and we're wondering what you're doing now. And she comments back, this. <laughs> That's very funny. Good for her. And I was like, wow. Uh, so definitely shout out to her. Thanks for replying on TikTok. But yeah, A. but specifically Stanley 2G and Patricia Clark- Clarkson. Why can't I say Clarkson? Uh, Kelly Clarkson, because of you. Just kidding. It's a different girl. It's a different girl. Um, <laughs> but she, they were both so good. So good. So good. Stanley 2G really love him. Really obsessed with him. Obsessed. Um, in regards to Kelly Clarkson, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but you said this and saying Kelly Clarkson a little bit and made me think of this. I used to have one of those diaries where you had to like you talk into it and like you say your password <laughs> and that's how you get into it each time, which literally those are so dumb. You have to have the same inflection oh, yeah. every time and yeah. like well, they don't let you in. So I was locked out of mine like as soon as I got it, basically. Um, but my password was Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> that was because that was my first concert ever was kelly clarkson that's yeah. so funny kelly clarkson and i tried so many different ways kelly clarkson kelly clarkson kelly clarkson like i could not get in i couldn't kelly get in clarkson that was so <laughs> miserable that's how kelly clarkson's mom says her name when she's mad she's like kelly clarkson <laughs> that is true that was just true. kidding i don't know if kelly clarkson has a mom sorry if she passed um do you want to do one of yours? Um, yeah, I was thinking um about the early seasons of The Office. And always how- something good to think about. Always something good to think about. Um, and when they first started, the only like characters that like really were billed as main roles were uh, Steve Carell, obviously, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, and BJ Novak. Like those are the four people's names that you've got in the like credits in the beginning mm-hmm. um and then everybody else is kind of just like side character and they didn't really expect like they weren't really sure how it was going to go they thought they were really just going to revolve the stories around these guys um oh wait rain wilson too probably yeah i was gonna sorry. say that's kind of crazy to have bj novak but not rain wilson i'm sorry about that but like- if i'm being 100 percent honest with you It was something so weird in the first season where it's like, I don't even know. I read Jenna Fisher's book and I remember being like, that's so psycho. Like literally they thought it was like, they were supposed to be four main. And I think Dwight was like goofy guy on the side kind of thing. That's great. uh, Anyway. So crazy because in the first season, like Phyllis, Stanley, Meredith, Creed, like those guys don't like Meredith and Creed do not talk at all at all stanley makes like maybe a a comment or two and like phyllis same thing like it's rare it's rare rare rare. angela not even blimp on the radar so to me that is so crazy that these minor minor characters that they were just putting in at first to be like yeah because this makes it a whole office ended up literally like that show is such an ensemble piece it's so crazy to start that way do you know about that actress who plays phyllis I think Jenna Frischer does talk about it in her book. She Absolutely. booked it from reading. She was a casting assistant. Mm-hmm. She was reading yeah. the lines. And they were like, what if she just did it? And yeah, she- and they were like, also, you can use your real name, which is Phyllis. <laughs> which is Phyllis. She booked. Uh, no, I love that. I was thinking about The Office because a truly what an ensemble piece. Yeah, it's fantastic. I rewatch so it good. all the time. At this uh, point, I'm- people, you know, when people like if something's good, and like everyone really enjoys it, people are like, "It's just like basic." Like, oh yeah, everybody likes the Office. Like, but have you watched this? And it's like, uh- no, I get so heated. I get so heated because I'm like, yeah, but the Office defined this generation's style of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't doing well. Shout out to Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman. Those guys did mockumentary mm-hmm. before anyone else. But like these, you hear these, <laughs> <laughs> these like camera, the the camera style the shooting style the acting style everything like the whole concept of the show i'm like they started that so yeah pay some respects um and i loved the office when i was when i was younger i would watch it with my parents like from when i was eight on and for my 11th birthday i asked for the box set of the office and i watched it so when people are like oh the office is basic i'm like okay maybe to you guys but in 2011 i i still liked it so don't don't pretend wow. i'm jumping on a bandwagon here absolutely it's it's one of my favorite shows always will be always Always will be be. it's my comfort show there's this there is this podcast called office asmr Mm -hmm. and it's just this guy talking really sleepy like this and he just sleepily describes every episode of the office in detail like he's like and then angela looks over and says i kept that cat alive for for 19 years dwight shrew takes care of it for one day. like he just describes every shot for shot and it makes me Go to sleep so easily. It's embarrassing. That I honestly I've never heard of it, but it sounds so enjoyable. It sounds so enjoyable. It's it's so good. Um, I, I'm gonna get controversial with this next one. Not controversial, but you might be like, no, I don't. Okay. I don't agree with that. Um, LeBron James in the movie Trainwreck. <laughs> Is this on your list? Kaylee just made an insane expression that leads me to believe she has I this literally stimulus. I. I don't feel good. I feel dizzy. Tina and I have done this so many times. No, you haven't. I'm not kidding, Tina. I literally was like, I was thinking before we started this, I'm like, who are characters that like, just like made me piss. Like they were so funny and I just didn't expect it. And I thought LeBron James is in train wreck. And then I was like, that's psycho. I was like, that's psycho to say. Tina will be like, first of all, don't even remember that performance. Sorry. Like, no. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna say it. So the fact that you said it is so insane, Tina. We, I'm. Sometimes you're in my head, girly. You're in my head, girly. The, and also the fact that I preface it with like, you really might not agree. <laughs> but it, like, why do we ever think that the other one will be like, no, no, like, like snobby about it? Like, yeah, it's okay to say that one of the best performances in a movie was by LeBron James. He did a good, <laughs> he did a good fucking job. Um, really, he's funny in it. He's funny in it no his performance is so crazy that you would ever think that I'm like I don't remember that performance because that performance has been living rent-free in my mind for years because I always think about it where I'm like why am I going to acting school LeBron James gave one of the most brilliant comedic performances I've ever seen yeah. in Trainwreck, wreck and I assume with no acting school I would assume no I mean maybe they had like a little coach with him there on set or whatever but I don't know he so it is so funny that he's in that movie uh, the whole bit about like he won't like he'll always split the tab with Bill Hader's character and he's playing himself in that movie which adds to adds to the comedy like shout out LeBron James uh, it's so good so did? good he's so good in that movie and for and and um <laughs> the scene he has with Amy Schumer where he's like can I ask you a question don't hurt him And the camera rolls for like 45 seconds. Oh, shout out LeBron James. You killed me in that. You were just so good. I can't believe you said that. That is so funny. I'm going to throw up. We need to have one individual thought soon. Well, let me ask you this and then I'll see if we differ at all. Do you have a crush on Bill Hader? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I have a huge crush on him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and, and my boyfriend uh, embraces that, and he sends me, mm. he sends me TikToks of Bill Hader compilations. Oh my gosh, that's so! I feel like I've told my boyfriend that before, but I, I don't know.
1: I well, definitely I talk about
0: how like all the SNL men of like the early two thousands are like all my, all my loves. Yeah, we both have like what we sometimes call a problematic crush on. Pete davidson, davidson. yeah why does he got to be problematic that's my question but i don't sometimes know I, he does, it's just sometimes he does stuff where you're like oh, don't know well, no, I, I know i know but but i will defend him always you i'll know. defend him I'll unless defend he's him. done something really fucked up guys tell me because yeah we, guys don't listen back on this and be like i can't believe they said that before we're they We're open to learning what's wrong we'll right. learn. we could not know something we will <laughs> learn but the the snl man of the early 2000s andy sandberg oh yeah absolutely absolutely Bill Hader, Love him. Bill Hader Love him. is huge for me though yeah um absolutely I'm trying to, I literally had one in my head and like, give me like three seconds to like remember it um because LeBron James was living in my mind and then there was oh okay I hadn't seen um forgetting Sarah Marshall until recently <laughs> and um this is I mean Maybe this is like too big of a role to say this for, but I don't think so. Yeah. But I knew Jonah Hill was like very new when this was coming out. But Jonah Hill was like, he was the really the main one in that movie that was making me laugh. Like, he was so funny. Jonah Hill is so good. I love that guy. I, um, you guys know I love Adam Sam. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I talk about it af- often. Um, but Uncut Gems was originally written for Jonah Hill. And I do want to see a version of Uncut Gems with Jonah Hill. I didn't didn't know that. It was supposed to be Jonah Hill. And listen, Adam Sandler, if you're listening, I went and I I love you. I supported you like 100%, 100%. I just also would want to, sometimes I wish movies were like (laughs) plays in the sense that you could, that's the dumbest thing I ever said. No, I wish Jonah Hill got the matinee. But yeah, I wish, I wish Jonah Hill got the matinee is all I'm saying, is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Did you like, you liked Adam Sandler in that movie? movie i'm guessing right oh yeah okay me too i thought he was good i thought he was good i i just really like people think like adam sandler is my uncle or something from the way i'm like always like no like i love adam sandler he's so good um and then one of my dear friends the other day literally came out to me as not liking adam sandler he said i've never been brave enough to say this around you but i don't like adam sandler and i'm like that's okay (laughs) it's okay i'm not gonna get pissed at you his type of a um, movie of of course I'll always have a chuckle, but sometimes I'm like, okay, what is going on? But Uncut Gems, um no. some was stuff, good. some stuff didn't age well. A yeah, lot of stuff didn't absolutely. age well. But like when I think of loving Adam Sandler so much, I think of just go with it, 50 First Dates, yeah. grown-ups. Like really the for me, best version of Sandman is Sandman on a vacation destination. That is where he yeah. shines. And I and I dream, dream, dream of one day just being like this is my group of 10 friends I make movies with and I always write the movies set in like Hawaii or something so Definitely. we can all take a vacation yeah, I hope that's our sure. friend group one day Kaylee I, I hope so really. I think one of us someone, <laughs> someone's gonna gonna reach some level of fame and then we can all do that and I'll be so uh, so much peace in my heart when that's achieved I agree and um, to take an Adam Sandler movie and talk about a part that always gets me is in Just Go With It. I think her – I always mess up how to say her name. I think it's Rachel Dratch. Is that how you say it? Yes. Or I'm not oh, sure. Oh, she's comedy in that. She's with her eyebrow. With her eyebrow and she's, she's wiggling it. So oh funny. She's when she's so Debbie Downer in SNL, there's nothing that makes me laugh harder. Oh, my God. Do you know the one Debbie Downer where they're like, um, all at Disneyland and it's with yes. Lindsay Lohan and they all break – Oh, so good! It's so good. I was how actually. How do you, just how about you feel intro. about when people break? I think it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it is funny. Sometimes, um, I'll say this, and if I feel like someone's gonna think this is mean, but like at first, when <laughs> Adele was hosting SNL the other day, like I was like, when she was breaking in the last scene, I was like, oh ha, ha like that's funny, she's breaking. But when someone breaks, actually the whole scene. I'm like, that's not it for me. When someone breaks the whole time, unless I guess unless it's Bill Hader, because when he giggles throughout everything he says when he's being Stefan, I'm like, oh my okay, god, you could do that forever. Yeah, no, I like I, I like when people break when they rarely do like yeah. um like you know if someone laughs through a whole college improv performance you're like okay you're you're bad yeah 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 but like if if people laugh at certain lines on a, in an improv show i laugh so hard and i also this is a very narcissistic ugly side of me i break most often um about stuff i say and that, <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do no but sometimes sometimes something so dumb comes out of my mouth and i can't even believe it and i and i just am in fits fits of giggles Absolutely. This is, um, some, this is actually, I'm, I'm excited to tell the story. When I was on set for the binge, when I was doing my scene, it was with Vince Vaughn, as you know. Uh And I was like, I think Vince Vaughn, the, his like banter in movies is just like so iconic and it's so funny. And I know that he makes me laugh out loud that I was like, this guy's going to say something. He's going to, we're going to be riffing. He's going to improvise something. It's going to be so funny how am I not gonna laugh and I was like kind of scaring myself into thinking like you just can't you just can't you have to be professional like I was all day that was like my biggest fear like I wasn't thinking about the lines I wasn't thinking about that stuff like that stuff wasn't scary to me I was thinking about if I broke and like cost these people money like or if and was gonna be mad at me like that was my my fear that's such a big stressor and luckily once we got there and we were like improvising and stuff like it was just fun laughs like nobody was breaking you were you in that moment there's so much pressure and going on that you're not even breaking really wasn't even a question in my mind and the one time that someone broke Vince Vaughn said something so funny and he broke at himself he like literally like spit like he was like oh my god like he was being so funny he would just go on these tangents that would last like one to two minutes truly like nothing that was scripted and he would just say the funniest stuff and then finally he broke and like all of us like laughed with him because we were like okay finally like oh my god but wait that makes me feel better that Vince Vaughn breaks at himself at himself yeah I'm glad he's aware that he is very very funny very funny yeah good for you good for you Vince Vaughn um happy for him happy for him. Speaking of someone else who I don't know how I would be in a scene with them and Mm -hmm. not fucking laugh, this scene specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids. Oh my god. Just everything is just, and this was like a breakout role for her, not in the sense like she was very successful already with Gilmore Mm -hmm. Girls. Like let's make something fucking clear. Melissa McCarthy could have packed up after Gilmore Girls and she would still be remembered as a legend if she retired then and there. She's so fucking funny in Gilmore Girls sometimes. He's so it good is. in there. But this, but Bridesmaids launched a completely new part of her career mm-hmm. um, where she does this kind of outrageous comedy. And in Bridesmaids, one, the first time we meet her and she tells Kristen Wiig that a dolphin saved her. And the dolphin said, I'm saving you. How, how are you, Kristen Wiig, not laughing so hard? Like that scene. And then when they're all at the dinner table, and she's like, let's be honest, my brother's an asshole. And she she's talking at the at the table about how her brother's an asshole and yeah. they need to give a really good bridal shower. And then uh, of course the plane scene, Air Marshal John. Oh, of course. And I'm forgetting when she comes to the to the house with all the puppies. When she when she drives she by slaps... the van with her own <laughs> yes. car. It's yes. so funny. <laughs> Something crazy about the dolphin uh scene though is that. I was listening to a podcast with her on it the other day Wait, and I she texted to me text it separate to me please Later. of course I will do you listen to armchair expert with Dax Shepard oh no but I do really like Dax Shepard and Kristen uh, Bell yeah um he has episode with Bill Hader which I'm currently on and I was listening to Melissa McCarthy the other day and um I guess they like kind of came up together like they were in the same like comedy group or something mm-hmm. but um anyway she was saying like how bridesmaids like you said was like huge for her like how it like completely like changed the course of her career and so she went she was like asked by kristen wig like come in audition for this and she was like so nervous and so they like told her like uh, like just do whatever like improvise whatever she wanted for the scene and so she made up the thing about the dolphin and she was kidding yeah and she said she left and was like what like why did i say that about a dolphin like what am i doing like He's like, I left and was so certain that they were like, what did she just do? Like, that is insane. She was like, and then we end up like keeping it and saying it in the movie. Like, so crazy. That is proof that you have to follow your heart. If I could go back in time and grab that girl and say, don't doubt yourself. Absolutely. I pissed myself thinking of that line. Absolutely. What's, what's her name in the movie? In Bridesmaids? Yeah, it's not Kristen, is it? Because I'm thinking Kristen, but I, that's definitely because I'm just talking about Kristen Wiig. Like, now that I think about it. I'm saving I mean. you. It's like something I'm saving you. And it saved her. And talk about just another amazing ensemble comedy, Shout Out Bridesmaids. Oh, it's so good. It's okay. So um, I have to look up uh what her name is in that movie, or I might have an attack. Um please do Melissa McCarthy Bridesmaids. Um, but she's so good in the movie. And then when she beats up Kristen Wig, she's like, Are you gonna cry? Megan. Megan, Megan, I'm saving you. Megan, I'm saving Shout you. out Google. <sighs> um, I think a good way to like wrap up this segment is like, what is one role that you played where you were like, yeah, I'm the underrated minor character. Oh my God. So many, <laughs> so many, basically every role I ever have. I'm like, I'm going to make this really, really small role every day. I give it everything I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly um when I played I'm gonna I'm gonna think oh when I was Louisa Von Trapp that's huge when I was Louisa that, Von trap I was like I'm gonna make I'm gonna milk every line and just make her like the most insufferable brat and I did it and I hit my friend Riley oh my god Tina like he bumped it like so we're both hams we I for his birthday I one year I made like a compilation of all the times we did stuff in high school drama club on stage that like we we on the sides were like we're gonna do this it's gonna be funny yeah. like because we're just both hams so we had it that like he would bump into me in the Von Trap line because he was like next in age order and yeah. I would just like slap him and we would just like keep a straight face <laughs> and we we're like this is this is really funny. That's comedy gold. What's comedy? What about you, girly? Um, my senior year of college, I was in the play Uncle Vanya, Chekhov piece. If you've ever been in a Chekhov piece, you know long, 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 long. It's so, everything is long. Um, <laughs> Unless you are Marina, who was the house guest. And by house guest, I mean house maid. In a way, she was a guest. Tre- treated as such. Um, No, no, no. Mm. But um, yeah, she didn't have many lines and when or yeah and when she was on stage a lot of the time um she was just kind of sitting there taking in the information um and so the director was like I want her to knit I need you to learn how to knit and I was like okay absolutely sure no problem um and oftentimes people were like Kaylee wow like you were just like so dedicated like that's so awesome like blah, blah 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 because anytime I was on the side I was literally just knitting um but I was l- and this is gonna sound bad, actor, but I was a little bored, and knitting ended up becoming super, super fun. And then I just made it my goal. I was like, I will learn how to knit well enough to wear when I'm saying my lines. I won't have to be looking down at my hands. And that's what I did. Um, yeah, you were you were good. That's so funny. That's when I met you. That is when we met. And I was probably like, wow, that's so. I re- I feel like I definitely remember being like, wow, like you learned to knit just for this. That's dedication. <laughs> and now you're coming out as you were just bored. Like, yeah, it gave me something to do, but I also did end up really liking it, as crazy as that sound. Like, I would go to my dorm room and I'd be like, yeah, I have to, like, practice for the show. Um, I have to, like, practice, even though that's literally all I was doing at rehearsal. Um, but I would, like, it would give me something to do in the dorms. And it's just, like, a very peaceful thing. I didn't know, I literally wasn't knitting anything specific. It couldn't be a blanket because it wasn't big enough. Couldn't be a scarf. Like, it wasn't small enough. Like, it was just this weird in-between size but i was just knitting to knit and um yeah where cool. is it now where is the fabric square now oh my gosh i believe i actually seriously think i have it in my um i have like this little bin that i take with me to my sublets and all that in in the big apple and um i leave it in there it's kind of just like this little uh thing of cloth again that's too small but like it, or it, yeah it's too small but it's too big to be like it, it's just a wrong size for anything so it's kind of just there (laughs) I told myself I was gonna knit our director a scarf as like a cast gift gift. and I like but I started it like the night before we were doing like before closing and just didn't work so I still have that little piece of fabric too but that's so funny all right I think we I think we said what we needed to say and um Mm -hmm. didn't cross any lines I don't think Um, so either and oh next, uh, we, me and Kayla had discussed the concept that we might do this episode other times. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, we might do other versions of this. Uh, so on that note. We have overrated. Is a segment? Oh, overrated. Overrated. We and then, we're, then we'll ditch you guys. Ooh, I have much. mine locked and loaded if you want go me to ahead. go first. Yeah, please. Fucking mascara. Tell me why. I'm so I'm just so over it. It's. <sighs> The way I feel is that it might be my fault because I'm always rubbing my eyes okay. like a little like a two year old, um, and I know you're not supposed to do it in COVID times. I do it in my own in my own apartment after I wash my hands, guys. So don't come for me. Don't be like you shouldn't be doing that in COVID times. I just rub my eyes when I get sleepy like a two year old. And then I look Tina, terrifying. Door. That's cute though. I'm like, oh my God, Tina's being cute. That's a cute thing <sighs> to say. You're too good to me. What What's not cute is then I get black makeup mm-hmm. all under my eyes and I look scary, scary, scary. And then I have to wipe it off with the whatever the makeup wipes that burn your eyes yeah, and it's just such a hassle and I don't know I just I've been feeling over it and lately I don't know you know how every once in a while you kind of have to spice up your mascara routine or else your like eyelashes get used to it yeah for I don't sure. even know if what I'm saying makes any sense but like no, right I now I'm at it mascaras okay okay so you get where I'm coming from yeah because it's like I've been putting on mascara lately and being like I don't think this makes me look any better like, mm-hmm. I think this is just becoming a nuisance. So it might be time for me to take a little mascara break. And that's why it's overrated. Suck it, beauty industry. Suck it, beauty industry. Mascara is my favorite um, makeup product. It it does make a big, big difference normally.
1: Because um, oftentimes...
0: Also, you would... have gorgine green eyes. If I had green eyes, I'd be like, ooh, I'm wearing mascara. Thank you. I that's always say, say I say have blue eyes, but so many people are like, they turn green. They get green. And I'm like, oh my god, my mom has green eyes. So I was like, maybe I do have green. I think you do have green eyes. I remember uh, a girl in middle s- argue. <laughs> a girl in middle school told me, um, she said, Your eyes are the color of a polluted river. What a fuck what a fucked thing to say. Like you have such a beautiful eye color. Why equate it to the worst? I'll never forget it. Worst thing. Like I was like, okay thank you you just dragged me in the strangest yet most offensive way (laughs) thank you that's i'll never forget if we're talking about eyes when my eyes got dilated and i came to school being like you see and everyone was like there's no difference (laughs) those (laughs) eyes are just pitch black (laughs) that's so funny that was comedy girly what is overrated for you besides that freaking bitch who said your eyes look like (laughs) like a polluted river Um, overrated to me is, I feel like I've used this one before, but this week especially is, um, actually I haven't used this one before. Overrated is not, um, how do I word this? It is not, um, being able to change your opinion, not having the capacity to change your opinion. Yes. Yes. Does that make sense? Like if something Agreed. is wrong, like if say you've done something wrong or said something wrong um, and not like having just the yeah capacity or the gusto to be like, I apologize, I am sorry, I will work to do better. I didn't realize, even if you didn't realize that was offensive at the time, Or that you say or do something. Like, let's normalize being able to, like, change our opinions. Yeah. You don't have to be stuck in your ways. normalize it. You don't have to be stuck in your ways. And, like, I don't know. I just think it it would do so much good for everyone if we could just normalize being, like, that was fucked up of me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Move on. Because, Tina, look at me dead in the eyes. I've been fucked up, I'm sure, millions of times. Me too. Millions of times. And I... I will never say that I don't haven't been fucked up in the past, am not currently fucked up, won't do fucked up things in the future, yeah. but I will be sorry. Absolutely. If I hurt someone I will be sorry and I will give them that apology. Yeah, for sure. I think that um I think we just all have to realize every single day we're all growing and evolving. And um that's going to come with change, so it's okay to change things that we may have been set in our ways about in the past. Agree. Mm-hmm. Big agree. And also recognizing when someone else does like absolutely you know like if someone else has apologized and is working to be better like mm-hmm. it, like you know forgive not forgive them yeah forgive them I yeah, it's mind. yeah forgive is them. really toxic our generation is huge for that right now and like I really truly believe if someone genuinely is sorry and is actively working towards getting better and being better maybe now of course there are circumstances where like people are messed up don't get me wrong um yeah but you can but for most things like small things like and I don't know it's just you have to realize that just like how you're growing and evolving and learning everyone else is and like sometimes people do change and it's yeah okay to be like oh yeah we had problems in the past but we don't anymore because they're they're changing their ways and I respect our generation for being like the call out culture of just being like, "Hey, that was messed up, or that's not okay. Um, why don't we talk about this? This isn't cool, you know, like stuff like that." But the the canceling aspect of it, when someone's mm-hmm. like, "Actually, you're right. That was messed up of me. I'm sorry. I'm educating myself. I'm actively going to um, try to be better." Yeah. You acknowledge that. Yeah, but that's really that's was over sure. me. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Thank you. We already said we didn't go over line. So I think we can wrap this up. We're done, you guys. We Love you, Kaylee, girl. I had so much fun. I did today forget that it was a podcast. Love you, too. Such- Me, too. Literally, I just felt like I was I... talking, to you. Sorry if this was <laughs> boring to listen to, guys. We forgot it was a podcast. Sorry, yeah. I feel like um, in the beginning, though, we still acted as if we hadn't seen each other. So <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. This we is still were own... like, we have so much to say. So our own little corner. All right. All right, everybody. Bye, see bye you, then. see you then. guys. See you then.